Sing, Breathe, Be with Heidi Rakes. This is the journey of finding our authentic voice and the courage to use it. Okay, so it has been a hot minute since I last recorded episode 10 with the one and only Megan Poli. So if you didn't get a chance to check out that episode, please do so. It's available on Spotify and Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, excuse me, and um, Android apps as well. Okay, so thank you. Oh, and YouTube. So thanks. Thank you very, very much for sharing, following, and listening. So this is episode 11. It's going to be a shorter episode, and that's going to be, you know, what I have time for today. And I really wanted to get on here um, without makeup, <laughs> looking like this, being really, really vulnerable and authentic um, for, for my listeners. And one of the reasons I haven't recorded in a minute is because, well, the new year kind of, kind of springs on me a little bit. And then, you know, we have all this momentum and we're, you know, creating all this content and ideas and you know really moving along and then tandemly in our home we have competitive cheer season kind of really goes <laughs> takes full effect in January and then it's a go 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 situation we're always working or at cheer or some combination of of that so it has been um it's been a busy time. So I haven't had time to really, really even think about what the next episode was going to be. So I actually came across some of my episode ideas the other day, and I didn't really look at it like coincidence either. I, I was like, oh, this is my, this is the nudge from the universe, right? Telling me it's time to record. Okay, and so to I have these notes, it. and I was just going to kind of go into them and just talk about, start talking about, because this is not going to be a one and done situation. This is going to be you know, probably a series of episodes that will discuss this, if not kind of like a low-key theme throughout everything I, I discuss. So I have this mantra kind of, it's not even a mantra, it's just like a belief, right? Um, that we're always being guided and supported, right? By the universe, by God, by our higher selves, by our angels, by our guides, you know, by energy, source, we're always being guided, and we don't always land in like the, the coziest places, right? And it's kind of hard to, um, I think, come to terms in peace with the fact that sometimes we land in really, really rough spots. And how can we be being guided in this pain, right? And in this loss or in this anguish or, or whatever, you know, trial, whatever it is. <clears throat> that we, we, the experience of living <laughs> kind of brings us, right? That, you know, it's the, I, I have a family friend and um, he passed a few years back. Kirk Marshall was his name, senior. And he would describe theater in our community as, you know, and a lot of theaters, I'm sure community theaters that you have, you know, he said there are some years are Camelot, 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 and other years are shit, 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 shit. So um, I think about that often <laughs> when, um, you know, when I'm kind of, you know, taking it all in and digesting difficult situations, right? Or or trying situations or whatever, whatever it is. Um, so I, I kind of get to this place where I've really recognized a few years back even that we decide how we're going to narrate our lives. We're the narrator. So if I'm going to tell you my life story, it's going to come at you in my voice, right? My life story is going to be my voice telling the story most often, right? Unless it's really, 
you know, super epic, I guess, <laughs> you know, then maybe someone like could it be Meryl Streep might be my, <laughs> might be my narrator, I suppose. Okay. Um, so I look at it like if, well, if I'm the narrator, then what is the story about? Is it the hero's journey? Or is it the victim's journey? And I really kind of frame everything in my life in, in that regard. Am I victimizing myself in this narrative? Or am I the hero? And I really look at it like it almost has nothing to do with circumstance and everything to do with perception, how I perceive this, how I choose to see it. And one of the things I had mentioned, I think in episode 10, when I was talking to Megan and, and very, you know, I was kind of joking around and surface, you know, referenced this. Um, but I wanted to get into, you know, how how I kind of came into this place where I recognized I had been the victim in my own story. And then, of course, coming to terms with it was a little bit harder than recognizing it. Um, so I had mentioned that I had had a bad experience post-graduation from college um, in terms of my private study in voice. And um, anyway, I, I was looking back and I was trying to decipher kind of what was inside of it and what was I to understand from it and, and how I could turn it into something that I could make peace with and be present with and then move forward from. Um, so in looking back, I can see now clearly that my lack of self-worth um, was not being processed, right? I wasn't processing it. I was sitting with it. My shame was not being processed. My fear was not being processed. My guilt was not being processed. I was just living in it. And looking back at all the ways I, and I'm going to quote my sister, Christy, because she loves to say this, done fucked up. <laughs> She's Southern now, but <laughs> the way I had done fucked up and blamed myself and at times blamed my husband and to a certain extent blamed my teachers for not being more clear, or for not giving me a path to grad school and beyond. So I would look back at all of this and I was always looking back and I wasn't actually looking into the future or even into the present, especially. Um, so I couldn't even begin to subscribe my law, the law of attraction to what I wanted, because I was so busy, you know, reflecting on what I had, what I felt I had lost, right? So if you believe in the law of attraction, if you have any experience with it personally, or witnessed other people have this experience, where your energy, you know, where your attention goes, energy flows, right? So um, I had been focusing on all the little things that I had felt had let me down, including myself. Um, and all of my attention was going to mistakes I felt I had made and to choices that didn't serve me, to regret. Um, and I sure I, I wasn't going into what I wanted. I hadn't been telling the universe what I wanted. I'd only been focused on, you know, I wasn't being clear. And all I had focused on was what I didn't want. And I remember thinking about, you know, what do I want? What do I want? Everything I wanted was very superficial. See, everything I wanted was like um, Band-Aids, you know. I wanted to lose 50 pounds or 100 pounds. I, I wanted plastic surgery. I wanted to, you know, have a million dollars given to me. I wanted to, you know, a gift. Um, I wanted everything um, that was kind of surface. So I'm not saying I was being superficial necessarily, but I, I looked at those things and thought, well, this would fix a problem, right, that I felt I had. Um, and to a certain degree, all the fear I was feeling and all the lack of self-worth 
just directed me to this very superficial kind of solution to my problems. And instead of really acknowledging the loss of it, right, the loss of that dream and really grieving it, and in this case, the dream had been, you know, performing in professional opera, being, you know, somebody who was represented by, you know, an agency and, and had, you know, an agent giving them, you know, leads on auditions and things and, you know, really having a, a solid career, which sounded like exactly what I wanted from the very beginning of my studies. So I really was grieving the loss of that. And I, I instead of moving through the grief, instead of coming to terms with, wow, this is feeling really awful and let me feel this. And I unpacked my bags and I just lived in the regret. And um, I lived there for like 15 years, <laughs> maybe longer, I don't know. Um, and I had experiences that I kind of fell into, like directing musicals for community theaters, or, you know, if people would reach out to me to have them teach their children. But um, I could not for the life of me figure out why they would want that. <laughs> because I honestly was like, this is hard stuff. You know, this is challenging you know, learning how to sing is really, you know, to me, it was coming out of college was pretty cerebral and, and really academic. And, and, you know, I didn't know how to, you know, make it digestible, honestly, for, you know, a younger set of kids or even high school kids, really. And so um, I had to get clear with myself about what, what I wanted. I've been kind of like falling into things, you know, um, instead of really trying to attract what I wanted, because I didn't even know what it was. Because after I had kind of said to myself, and I always feel very confident, and, and I feel really good about the choice that I made to raise my daughters and focus all my attention on being a mom. And, and that was my priority, because I've always said, you know, I have my whole life to sing. I have my whole life to sing. I got about 18 years to fuck this up with my kids. <laughs> so I waited out and I thought, I'm going to just do this because I don't want to mess it's not their fault, you know, I gave birth to them, here they are, I want to make sure that, you know, they're well-rounded, you know, humans that have this, you know, beautiful experience, these souls that have a beautiful experience, right? Um, I want to be part of making that happen for them too, right? So there's, I want more than just one thing in my life, right? I don't just want to sing, I don't just want to be, you know, in operas, I don't just want to XYZ, but I also want to, you know, fulfill this this wonderful, beautiful responsibility, you know, that is raising my daughters. So I had never asked myself what I wanted after I'd given up the one thing I thought I wanted. I quit asking myself. It was like, uh, well, whatever. Um, and I started this whole meditation, metaphysical, spiritual path, and it probably was one of my lowest points. You know, we always say you have to hit rock bottom kind of thing. Um, and it's a solid, solid foundation which you can build your future on or whatever and build your dreams on. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I mean, also, who was I to think I had hit rock bottom when I could see so many people really struggling with other things that are real, like, you know, illness and um, loss of loved ones and um, jobs. And, you know, here I was pretty comfortable. Everything wasn't perfect by any stretch, but, you know, I, I'd have a lot to be grateful for. And I, I knew that and I was grateful. And that's the other thing. I was really truly living in that gratitude for what I did have. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't. I was too busy licking my wounds, you know, and not even staring at them. I wasn't even trying to heal them, honestly. Um, so this is where I kind of go, okay, how do I heal this wound? And how do I reconcile the fact that it's self-inflicted? <laughs> you know, so I think we we compartmentalize so much of our lives and our feelings and all those things and we just bury them because we don't, they're too big and too scary to feel, right? They're too big, they're too scary to feel. And 
I'm, I started this medical, metaphysical journey, right, with this rock bottom where I really, truly, everything I'd been doing wasn't working. What, when I started to realize the future I did want or the future I was ready to receive, and that was the other thing, I really had to surrender and open myself up and allow, right, allow the universe to move and allow me to move with it. And there's this moment, I think, where we go, oh, oh, yeah. I don't need to know all the answers. I don't need to know how. I just need to surrender and be available. And that's what happened, right? So I hit this place where I realized there was more than what, what I had wasn't necessarily what I wanted in terms of musical opportunities and, and in music and in education and all that. It wasn't where I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I really, I really, that was where I hit the rock bottom was when I realized I had to grieve this dream, Okay. And I'm going to go into my, the next episode we do, episode 12, I'm actually going to go into exactly what happened when I graduated from college and exactly how I was feeling along this path. So this is it. This is how I got here. I kind of went through 15 years of a really rough time, <laughs> really rough. And it was also a beautiful time because I was having babies and I was raising my girls. But in terms of my own identity and the way I saw myself and the way I saw my contribution and my purpose, which at that point was really ill-defined, um, I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have a clear vision of it and therefore I couldn't attract it. So that is what I want to discuss coming up here in this series of the hero's story versus, you know, hero's journey versus the victim's journey. I no longer want, my rock bottom was I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be victimized by these feelings anymore. I don't want to be victimized by a failed dream. I don't want to allow it. I want, what I do want to allow is for me to attract my highest good, whatever that means right? Whatever that means. And then really coming to the place where I went, oh, that's what thy will be done means. Gotcha. Gotcha. But then all of it coming, like, as soon as that started, this process where I realized I needed to surrender and allow, was, that's when it really started, where I really started to realize, oh, there's, there's an opportunity every day to make a different choice about how I feel about something or how I choose to react. And it's not just how I choose to physically react in the world, but how I choose, choose to react inside of myself in my own thoughts and what I carry around with me, you know? And I think that's what, what the beginning of my journey was, was realizing that I can feel a different way about things. I don't have to feel shame. I don't have to feel regret. I don't have to feel belittled. I don't have to feel like I need to compare myself to other people. I don't have to feel that way. I'm choosing to. I'm choosing a victim's journey versus the hero's journey. And that was really, really challenging to recognize that for myself, that it was me. So I'm going to go into that in episode 12 or 11, 11A maybe. <laughs> I don't know how we want to break this up, but I definitely want to continue this conversation so we can kind of get into what made me feel so terrible, what made me me, it was me, um, feel like I had lost opportunities. What made me feel that way? And how quick, and who I blamed. This is my favorite. My favorite one was everyone who was to blame. And I was so not doing it outwardly. I would never said it to anyone. I would have never said, oh, it's their fault. But I felt it was. I felt I'd been let down, you know. And that was way more damaging to me than if I would have just said it out loud, I think, because I had to recognize it. I never had said it out loud. 
I never said I feel my teachers let me down. I never said I feel Corey let me down. I feel, you know, my parents let me down or my in-laws let me down or whatever or whomever. But I did. I really, really did. It was a lot of blame in my mind and my heart. And I, and I allowed it. <laughs> and I did not even realize it. I didn't even realize it till I got to a place where I felt good and then went, oh my gosh. I really was assigning, assigning blame, not taking any responsibility. Though I was, I blamed myself quite a bit too, to the point of, you know, you know, really self-loathing. So I'm going to get into that. I'm going to talk to you guys about it. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm actually going to cut this short. Like I said, I was going to because I have a new student coming um, and I just am really excited to meet him. So guys, take care of yourselves. Please take some time today to meditate. Write down some things you're grateful for. You know, write a letter to a friend. Reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a while. Tell someone you love them. Compliment someone. You know, really push that good feeling forward in your life. You know, lead with that. Lead with joy. As Gabby Bernstein says, see through the lens of love. See your life. See yourself. See your friends. See your family. See circumstances, especially hard ones, through the lens of love. So do that. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, friends, keep shining. Thank you.